Hello and welcome to Bladespot. It is Thursday, the 3rd of August. My name is Ben. On the line is Andrew. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, I think. I'm, I'm you know, from a United perspective, uh, we move on, don't we? <laughs> uh, life carries on. The, the, the scythe is remorseless. <laughs> <laughs> we are, what are we, nine days from our first game? Is it the 12th? Yeah, Saturday the 12th. Yeah. Um good, isn't it? The squad's looking tip-top. <laughs> <laughs> So we obviously were were quite upbeat last last time we recorded. We, we you know <clears throat> positioned it as uh, things to be excited about. Um, one of those things has now gone, and that is Illumin and Giant. We, even though we did do an episode about three weeks ago when it was sort of initially announced that he looked like he might be joining Marseille, um, <clears throat> we, we should still talk about it, obviously, because it is headline news. Yeah. We'll, we'll just try and avoid not try and avoid repeating ourselves, I guess. From that, um, he gone, he gone. I'm gutted. It's I'm absolutely sad. devastated. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think whichever way you try it, I think every fan's the same. I think like no matter how you try and dress it up in your own mind, and everyone's trying to be positive, like oh, we could buy you know this player and that player with the money and stuff. It's just a sad day because we're never going to see him in a United shirt again. Um, and who knows? You know, I'll, I'll try and be positive and think, you know, maybe we're gonna we might have gone. We might have gone down anyway, and we lose him at the end of the season. Um, now I think you sort of. I mean, you know, I mean, Sheffield United way doing this uh, interview with the Prince and asking for questions, and I said because I was really been really mad the last couple of days, and I was like sort of saying, "What does uh, the Prince expect from Eckingbottom now? He's already confirmed relegation. You know what? <laughs> what is he? What's the best case scenario? And, and you know, and Al did say. Let's just see what happens when the window slams shut, which is a brilliant phrase. Uh, <laughs> And he's right, you know, we, we can't, I can't sit here and say, that's it, we've definitely gone now because I don't know who we're going to bring in. But just as it stands right now, which is all we can comment on, we're not, you know, privy to any information or anything. It's looking really not, I think it's gone beyond concerning to almost sort of, oh God, how are we going to get through this without it being a massive embarrassment? <laughs> So, as it stands, I believe this is right, we've spent less uh, since we got promoted than um, than we did under Warnock that year, which was 2006. Like, yes. you know, the, the market for footballers has uh, increased somewhat during this period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, <clears throat> I guess, I, I, you know, don't want to bang this drum too much, but I'm, I'm just not really in a mood for swallowing a line about why I should be okay with letting Njai go. Like, I know mm. he's out of contract in this season, that doesn't mean we had to sell him now. You know, I've no. seen this. What's this? There's like the Marseille president that said, like, you either sign now or we're not signing you next summer. Yeah, right, mate. Like, you know, yeah, come that's off how it, it. Works, isn't it? And, yeah. and if, if I, not, like then he'll go like, somewhere else for a shed load more money. It, it's about, I mean, Eckingbottom mentioned on Radio Chef, I don't know if you heard that interview. He basically said he, he thinks it's a bad career move for him. And I do, mm. to be honest. I think it's, don't get me wrong, Marseille are bigger than Sheffield United. They're in Champions League and stuff. But it's, it's not one of the top four leagues. You know they're not going to win the league. PSG is still going to dominate. They're probably going to get knocked out in the in the opening, you know, rounds of the Champions League. And is he going to progress and stuff like that? And yeah, of course they'd, they'd have him. And I think he'd get a better move. I think if he'd have proven himself in the Premier League with a struggling team and being the main man, which he would have been, mm-hmm. and he'd have had more chances. He might have had less chances to shine in the sense of um, it won't be attack, attack, attack. But he would everything would be on him. He yeah. would be the standout player. 
We'll see. Obviously, I might I might be proven wrong. I do think it's he's let his heart rule his head, um, and I don't know what's happened. Like I say, there's all sorts of stuff going around and uh, about how it happened, but I, I, I just think he's under contract. And now, so people will say, "Oh, he didn't want to be here." I, I'd have taken the risk because I think I what you've sort of yeah, I think what you've done now is basically just take. It's not only taking the the best player out of the team. Eckingbottom said, "You know, all the players are down and the staff are down and stuff, and the fans are down." I know there's a lot of arguing and stuff going on online, but I think we're all down about it. I don't think anyone's sort of saying, well, this is a good move. I think people are trying to put a brave face on it because that's what you do as football fans. You're like, you know, some people are like me and they're like, that's it, we're done. And other people are like, well, you know, maybe this could happen. But I think we're all really down about it. And I think I think Dead Bad Tufty Club said um, the job, this, you know, the job was to keep and die. Mm. And they didn't manage to keep him. However, that's happened. That's That's just a fact. Yeah, from my point of view, we've we've sold one of the best players. Well, probably the best player I've ever seen play for United, mm. and we've sold him for way below his market value. Like you know, what I mean, yeah. there, there's no sort of official amount that uh, you know is, is reported, I guess, on how much we got for him. But it it sounds like it's about fifteen million, isn't it? Well, whatever it is, if it's below it's, thirty, which it will be, it's fifteen not million's nothing. Like, no. what are we going to do with that? I mean, we've got. What we're gonna do is like sign three squad players and hope that one of them is good. Like that doesn't even bother Tommy thing, Doyle, who is a championship player. I massively agree with how you can't judge this until the end of the window because who knows? In two weeks' time, we might be getting. You know, we could be sat here with Cameron Archer up front with. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anyone on top of me. But anyway, you know what I mean. What I'm saying. Mm. Um, and, and you know, we will look a stronger squad for it. We might do, and and I don't know. You know with the it might overall be a good thing for the future, getting plays in on permanence and building. I like the sound of it, the the sound of this trusty coming in, for instance, and stuff. But I don't, he's not going to be replaced, and I, I just think to go all from the from the championship into the Premier League, the richest league in the world, and then to immediately lose your best player, I just don't know how you can really dress that up as a positive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I. I... I just don't. Yeah, completely agree. I don't. If see... If we stayed down, I think everyone had gone. Obviously, he's going to yeah. go. See you later. I just think you know. I don't know. I, I mean, like I say, he might have forced to move through. I don't. I don't really know. I just think this is the long. I, I think as well, whether you defend the prince or not in this or the board or whatever. I think this is just another one, uh, like another notch in the past twelve months where we've got into an embargo. Mm. Couldn't even afford to put the eating on on the on the training ground. We've not being able to let Asola and Jebison play out the loans because the squad's got shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. We're not probably not going to be able to let Brooks out on loan because he's going to have to be part of the squad. So we, we're arming the development of those players who should, probably should be out on loan. We've now sold, uh, obviously, his best player. And then there's the contract situation, which I probably naively about a couple of months ago said, not too worried about that because... Um, you know, I, I think we'll, they might be able to sign and, and all this sort of stuff. You know, we might be able to come. And I think this this whole ordeal with Endai shows that we've got absolutely no power of those players. If Wolves come in, just for example, and say he's all right, you know, that George Baldock, we'll offer him a bit. There's nothing we can really do. But there should be. There should be something. There should be. This has shown that I can. You know, this has shown that we're probably unlikely to be able to keep the players that we want to keep, really, while we're ever in the final years. Really concerned about Jefferson and, and the younger players in the final year of the contract because, you know, someone could take a punt on them easily. Mm. And why wouldn't they go if they're not in the first team? Garrett sold, Princey. Get this. <laughs> Garrett sold yeah. to someone who can afford to run us so we don't have to... 
we don't have to operate like this because it's yeah it's as i say it's and this is the thing as well i mean there's been a lot of stuff going around obviously about the how this has all been broken and stuff like that i think there's been a lot of shooting of the messenger i don't like how the business is conducted because i think it puts people in the firing line who don't work for the club and i think that's the difference between a press conference for instance what prince abdullah might be doing where everything's on him and I, th- I think there's so much pressure Sheffield United are doing this Sheffield United are doing this interview I think there's so much pressure on him for this interview and he shouldn't be I mean he's, he's chosen that avenue and, and a lot of people are criticising Sheffield United way, saying oh it's just going to be a soft interview and somebody well, well if, he, if they don't do it no one else is going to do it because no one else has built the ties with him it's not their fault you know that he's gone down this avenue and look I'll say judge, judge that interview Seen a lot of people criticising before it's happened. Judge that interview after it's happened. If it's an hour of Hal going, "Ooh, I like your hoodie, Mister Abdullah," while Nick sings "Kumbaya" in the background on the tambourine, then yeah, by all means, criticise it. But just give him a chance because no one else is going to get this interview. So send him a question. We'll probably don't because I will not be happy because he's got about a thousand questions to ask. But you know, send him a question and then judge it after. But whatever, whoever interviews the prince and stuff like that, it's st- he's still going to come out with the same lines as he's going to come out for any other outlet mm. and it's just all a mess it's just all a mess all the fans fighting and stuff and and everything and, and like as you said we're a week away less than less than a fortnight away from from the first game of the season in the premier league actually just being promoted it shouldn't be this way imagine luton fans aren't going off like this no probably not i've got to be honest i, I don't I'm, I'm not going to bother watching that interview I, I really don't care what the prince has to say like and i and I, yeah. I would be you know this would be my position if we're not sold in jai like Show me with your actions, you know. Like, there's, no, there's nothing the he's gonna say in an interview that's gonna make me think. Oh, actually, that makes total sense. Why we've sold and Jai, and why, mm-hmm. you know, we're going into next season so much weaker, and yeah, why all our transfer dealings like appear on random Twitter accounts well before they actually, you know, come to fruition and all this. So, yeah, this I'm, I mean, I'm not interested in that. And this is why I think people have, been, you know, we know people, certain people have been getting abuse and stuff online and whatever you think of them. They're not. People aren't angry with them. They're angry with how these things are coming out and how these things are, are being conveyed. And yeah, I, I just, I, like you say, and I am with you. I will watch it. To be completely honest, I will watch it. But at the same time, like you say, whatever he says, and like I say, this he could have done an interview with radio. So some people say should be doing an interview with SUTV. I don't know if you've ever seen their interviews, but unless you want to know what he thinks of the weather, then <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to be like uh, the most groundbreaking interview ever. But like you say, it's actions, and it is actions. That, that, and, and, and so far in the, past, in the past 12 months, the actions have shown, for me, someone who doesn't want to be here, but is either can't sell, and this is one of the questions that I think they probably will ask, you know, what is going on? Why can't you sell this club? Are you asking too much or whatever? But it's just it, everything we're doing seems to be kicking the can down the road to me. It's, yeah, it's, it's, all... it's trying to leave no, um, no like future money on the books in it, which is yeah. Like again, I, I don't feel like I should. Like I understand that, but I don't feel I should be happy about it. I don't. I don't support our no. accounts. Like I support the, the team mm. on the pitch. I don't. You know, yeah. as long as things are it... solvent, then I'm I'm happy. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a. It's a cack situation. I'm usually fairly patient when it comes to United transfer business, I think. I'm not one of these that's like, oh, there's not even been any rumours for a few weeks or anything. But the Njai departure, especially as it, you know, by all accounts, um, 
we were really close to him signing a new contract and he had a a real last minute change of heart. And I, I absolutely believe that because he, he played at Derby yeah. in a friend, like a full, you know, full power <laughs> friendly the day yeah. before, you know, he yeah. headed off for his medical at Marseille. So, um, yeah, sorry, just to return to uh, this this roundabout point. I'm usually quite patient with United in transfer stuff and I totally get that, you know, the better loan players will only become available at the end of the window. But as you said, season starts in a week and a half. Squad doesn't look good. It doesn't look strong at all. Um, it looks a lot and worse the, than it ended last season. You can't afford to just say, well, you know, we'll get by what we can with the first three or four games and see where we are. Mm. Those first three games, first three, first two anyway, I can't remember what they are now, Palace and Forest, are two games you would be looking at to say, that's, you know, they're games you can get points out of. You might get three points out of those two games. Mm. Looking at the squad right now as it stands... That's going to be an absolutely massive ask. It is going to be a massive ask. And, um, yeah, I think that's a really pertinent point because, yeah, it's a 38-game season, but, I mean, at least eight of those games you've kind of got no chance in. If we get three points out of... Say if we get yeah. three points out of the uh, eight games we'll play against the teams that finished in the top four last season, yeah. I think that would be quite a good return. You know, that means you've beaten one of uh, Man U, Newcastle City or Liverpool once in the season... So that's suddenly it's a 30 game season, you know, and you're trying to get 36 points, 35 points out of those other 30 games. So, yeah, it's a yeah, big ask. It, and we saw you last can't just season, punt a month of the season, yeah. And we saw the season we went down last time that the longer it goes on, the harder it is, mm. the longer you don't go on for a win. Obviously, I think Forest went about seven games last season without a win and ended up staying up, you know, right at the start. But they also spent uh, yeah. like hundreds of millions on a million well. players. And this is another thing. Let's say we do bring five players in, which is the, what, what's been mooted on, uh, on on particular accounts and stuff. Let's say we do bring those five in. They're still going to integrate them and, and, you know, hope they hit the ground running immediately, which is hard for any signing. Mm. Let alone the ones we're going to be making. We're going to be, they're not going to be ready-made for the Premier League. Yeah, we're, we're kind of doing a forest, except without the signing players. So they obviously lost, <laughs> they obviously lost three or four key players after promotion and they... Yeah. Uh, addressed it by throwing uh, as much at the wall as possible. Unfortunately, some of it stuck and they got a little bit lucky as well. Well, we're doing that without the oh. <laughs> without the muck throwing part. Yeah. I'll try and end this a little bit if you want on a positive. Yeah, and that is it. that long term, if we bring in three permanent signings to go alongside Slamane, Traore, and uh, obviously Trusty looks like he's coming in as well. Mm. We might be in a better position next season if we do go down or even if we stay up or whatever. We, if we can get five or six young players on permanent con- and finally sort some contracts out for those people who want to stay. I know people aren't a huge fan of Jefferson or a lot of people, but he's, he's 19. You give him a contract, you know, get Sula sorted out, all this sort of stuff. You might have a basis there to to say, right, well, this is the new era, if you like. But just purely looking at next season, how hard it's going to be anyway. I, yeah, it's it's... If people have got, if if people are optimistic and can say at the squad right now as it as it stands, I think we've got a chance. You're winning because you know I'm not I'm not criticising you for that view at all. I just there's no point in us two lying on here just to sort of say wave the flags and start saying come on United because that's just a waste of time, isn't it? And I just don't see how anyone can look at it logically and with without United bias and say yeah we're ready for this, we're ready for that first game. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, look, the manager himself—that's his, his exact words—and is saying we're, we're yeah. well, well short of where we need to be. So it's it's not just yeah. 
uh, two miserable fans here. It's the bloke who's actually <laughs> responsible for putting it on the field. Um, yeah. uh, you said something there that I was... Yeah, I did, I'm, I'm not worried about next season. I think that, as in the, the one following this, uh, if we're mm. back in the championship, I, I think it just comes out in the wash. You know, I think we extend players that we want to extend. We'll sign players because that's what we'll do. You know, we, mm. we're not in a total financial disaster because we've cut so many costs and we're not... Yeah, making any outlay. So I, I, I yeah. think it'll be, you know, at well, least. Well, this fine. is the thing as well. This is where if you did want to stick up for the fringe, you could say, well, he's trying to sell the club and he's trying to make you know as less debt as possible. But as you say, we're fans. <laughs> we yeah. don't go to watch spreadsheets and you know balance sheets or whatever. You go to want your team to do well, and the way everything's set up now, it, it it's going to take something unbelievably special from Ekin. But oh my god, I mean, I know. I'm sick of people saying I've got loads of sympathy for Ecking Bottom because you think, well, you know, I've got sympathy for me as well because I've just bought a season ticket. Yeah, but, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I do think at the same time, I just hope that whatever happens next season, as hard as it, it probably is going to be and, and there's going to be some really difficult moments, I don't think whatever he does next season can be can be factored in as a contribution to why we might get relegated. No, and as a uh, as a person, as a man, hecking but I mean, um, he's handled it really well. It just goes up in my estimation with every new bit of adversity that gets lobbed at him. I mean, and it's it's kind of farcical what he's had to deal with, really. I was actually thinking, if Wilder was still manager, when I listened to his interview, can you imagine the the, the fireworks going off? Yeah, a lot of characters. That's, it's not criticizing Wilder or even criticizing the Prince or criticizing Eckingbottom or anything. They're just different characters. I, mm. There's no way Wilder would have been able to tell the line quite as well as Eckingbottom's <laughs> Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't think that's him being a, you know, a quote, yes man, as was sort of no, banded about at the well, time. Well, he's picked the board out on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah. I think, I personally think, I could be wrong, I could be reading too much into it, the fact that he actually said, Prince Abdullah said I will get all the money from the end ideal, we're almost like, uh, right, I've put that on record now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, I, 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 you, you've told me this and this is what I expect. Yeah, he just seems to have his eyes wide open, doesn't he? He doesn't, you know, and he he knows it's a really, he knows he's managing sort of with his hands tied behind his back, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's just getting on with it, and uh, yeah, I respect that about him. Um, if only Illumin and Jai didn't support Marseille, mate. <laughs> That's what it comes uh, down to. If he was a PSG yeah. fan, he'd still be here. I know. It's I know. just that one damn club, like just just hit that sweet spot of like, this is a player that we're not too good for. And it's a player we can afford, and mm. we are of a stature where it makes some career sense for him to join age twenty three. the uh, The Venn diagram uh, of that with the clubs that would be in the middle of that is probably one club, and it's Marseille. And oh, yeah. so and this is what you kind of sympathy with the club. And I think Eckingbottom said, you know, he, he thinks you know I did do everything to try and get him to stay. Um, and like I said, the criticisms. This for me is just another bullet on the rifle of crap that's gone on in the past 12 months if you know what I mean if this had just happened but we'd gone up and we'd signed five players already and you're thinking well do you know what one of them things whatever it's the fact that we've you know we've signed three players none of them proven they might be great players who knows but Mm, I I imagine Eckingbottom would have liked to have the budget of even a Luton you know Luton has spent about 15 million or something like that you know I I imagine he would have liked to have competed I've been given a fighter's chance anyway. Indeed. Well, Austin Trusty, American international, sounds like Brilliant. he's 
Yeah, I keep. I, Do you know what? I'm thinking this early, by the way, Ben. You'll like this. So I'm sure you'll like a bad pun. Um, <laughs> if he's rubbish, we can always call him Trusty the Clown. So <laughs> that is that putting is, that one out there. That is, a, that is a bad terrible, yeah. terrible pun. But anyway, yeah. Um, we'll talk about it when that's confirmed, which will probably be as soon as we finish recording this podcast. It sounds like it is, it is <laughs> yeah. done and dusted, but. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, I think he's 25 years old from Arsenal. We're paying actual money for him to be a permanent signing. Uh, he's a central defender, I believe, plays on the left. Um, oh, he signed. <laughs> is he really? Literally. Yeah, really? he has literally just signed. Because I just thought I'd have a look while you said it. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Usually they <laughs> wait until. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Welcome to the Blades, Austin Trusty. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, left centre back was on loan at Birmingham last season and sounds like he was. Um, uh, very impressive there. I, I don't Excellent know. I've, view from. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just published it as we're speaking, actually. And um, yeah, really, really good view from um, their player of the season last year. Um, and yeah, they all wanted to keep him, but they, you know, they admit that they were, were going to get priced out by, by a in, 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 in Premier League club. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm quite. This is the sort of guy that I think we should be probably spending his money on because. Yeah. If the, we're not going to be able to buy the established players, as we've just said, if we come back down, this guy looks ready-made to be set to, you know, be a star in the championship at the very least. Yeah, true. So he will probably start ahead of Jack Robinson. Not, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about him in more detail next time, probably. I wasn't totally blown away when I looked at his stats. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's very similar profile player to Jack Robinson. Like, very, you know, good defensively, not great with the ball. Um, I don't know how much of that was down to Birmingham not being a good team last season, but you know when, when he did have the ball, he didn't really do that much with it. So I think he's he seems to be in the uh, the head it and kick it mould of centre back rather than uh, Armad Odzic, for example. So because, which is fine, but at the same time, yeah, we he's didn't like, see much of, we didn't see much overlapping from Kieran Clark or Robinson last season or anything like that. Maybe mm-hmm. to a le- uh, not in Davis were better at that, but yeah, it's. Maybe he's the long. I don't know. Maybe he'll take over from Egan long term as a centre. You know, central. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, he, he looks a good player. Look, don't don't misread me here. I think he's. He, we have signed ourselves a good defender there. I guess it's just for me. It's like, you know, I don't know. These two things aren't. Um, uh, it's not binary, but it's like we, we just lost our best, by far our biggest creative talent, and like. Here's another centre back for the one area of the team where I actually feel comfortable with. Thirty-eight um, nil nils will do it, mate. Next season. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm not getting totally excited yet. But uh, you know, bring on the start of the season when he, he nods in a corner or something, uh, and I will be happy. As our, our buddy Jez Garrett tweeted, um, we now yeah. have the championship's two top scoring central defenders from last season on our books in Almadozic and this guy. So. Yeah, yeah, well, that'll bring you on to one of my things that we're going to be talking about in a, in a few mm. seconds. Yeah, so I, yeah. Didn't even, I didn't even set this up properly, did we? We just got straight in with the moaning. Uh, but we will be talking... The morning, straight into the morning. Straight into the morning. Well, I, I, I had a way to bring this round to, to perk us up a bit, mate, because I do just want to say, obviously, we've talked for 20 minutes there. It's been pretty down. We've sold our best player, but, you know, what? <laughs> easily easily the best player um, I personally have ever seen play for United. And, yeah, yeah. someone I've... Someone had really come round to the idea that we would at least get to see play in the Premier League for us this season. Mm. That's hard to lift yourself up for. However, I did wake up the other morning, I think it was yesterday, and I had something set me off and reminded me just how miserable that last relegation was, that last Premier League season, the COVID season, the lockdown season, empty stadiums, 
And I remember thinking, as soon as I get back in a football ground, I am never taking this for granted again. Mm. Yeah. And that's why I woke up with that realisation. That... You sent a bit of a rallying cry out. We've got a bit of a group that chat with Tufty Club and Travelling and uh, Red Off. Um, and yeah, you, you sent a real, come on, let's go. Has <laughs> you been on the booze? What's going on? <laughs> I just thought... You know, I, I just don't want to take it for granted. We'll lose every home game next season. I'm still going to enjoy going to the yeah. games. And I yeah, also... Yeah, Sorry, this is the thing as well. Sorry, yeah. I mean, we're obviously being... Negative. People probably get accused of being too negative again. But I am going to enjoy it. I'm looking forward to next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. Not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not sort of going, oh, good. I'm not necessarily looking forward to the the aftermath of the, the matches. But the matches themselves... Bring it on! Mm. I think next next episode we'll do our uh, well. Last season we did how to win promotion was our podcast, mm. so we'll do how to avoid relegation next next week. I think, but yeah, just a couple other things. I, I think we can still be competitive. You know, even with the team as it is, we've we've still got a very feisty, characterful squad. I'd say you know you still got Baldock, yep. uh, McBurney, Jack Robinson, Armad Odzic. You know, there, those are people who. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take losing line down. Like if somebody, no. if somebody, you know, tries to take take the mick out of them on the pitch, they're going to stand up to it. Yeah. I'd also say signings under Hekim have been weighted more heavily in the plus column than the other way. Yeah, um, I agree. Totally sorry. agree. I wrote these down. So McAtee, Doyle, Armad Odzic, and I'd say Adam Davis as well for what he is. He's a backup goalkeeper. I'd say all of those are pluses. I think Davis is a perfectly fine backup goalkeeper. You could talk me either way on Kieran Clark, Charlie Good, and Filip Aremovic. Like I think they're 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 fine, you know, for what they were. I think Kadra's yeah. the only one that was a real sort of whiff, but we got rid of him quickly. So yeah, let's say we strike gold with a couple of the new boys. You know, they, I don't know the the, the recent track record since Heckingbottom became manager does seem to suggest that he, he knows what he's doing with transfers. So. Yeah, this is the thing. Let's say we sign seven players. I think any club, if you sign seven players, if four of them are a success, you've done really well. And I expect four of them to be a success because of the record as you're speaking about. And I think long-term, four of them will certainly be, you know, really good for us going forward. But I think, obviously, because we're coming from such a back, you know, we've lost in die, Doyle, McAtee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, three most creative players last season. You're coming from a standing... So it's just going to be so hard to bridge that gap anyway. But, yeah, overall. And as I said, long-term, clearing the debts doing all this, you know, uh, buying young players for cheap and stuff. It might, we might in two years' time be saying, do you know what? We took that season, we got relegated in the Premier League, but wow, we've bounced back so much better than we did last time. And I think that is the overall ambition. I don't think the Prince is going to admit that. I don't think he's going to come on Sheffield United way on Sunday, whenever he's doing it, and say, oh yeah, we're aiming to go down and come back. But <laughs> I imagine long-term, if he is thinking long-term at all, and I'm not sure if he is, but that probably is the overall plan. Yeah. And I'm hopeful we've signed already at least three starters. You know, trustee over Jack Robinson. Yeah, Larushi should be better than Max Lowe. I'm not sure if he'll start day one, but he should be better. And uh, Slomani will, you know, <laughs> he has to start. Well, well we have to probably mention we've just just before we started. It turns out it sounds like John Fleck has once again broke his leg. Yeah, according to um, the the Oracle, Alan Alan Nixon. There's yeah. a sort on that. The paper has come out. Uh, and then said, "Yeah, we're going to wear." Yeah, so probably broke his leg. So I don't see how Slomani doesn't start unless we go with Osborne instead. Which yeah, that's yeah. and and obviously since we last spoke, we you and I went to Rotherham and saw um, 
Noel would smash his own face in mm. on the. Does that, did he <laughs> yeah. do that on a United player? Actually, I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, I think it went Neil Harrison Neil. Yeah, oh, by the way, just on that, I'm impressed with him and Brooks in that game. Whether they, I don't think they're going to be you know started or anything like that, but fair play to him. I thought they were our two standout players in that game. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try and be nice. I I like the look yeah. of Brooks. I think he's a fun player. Um, let's see. How we, I don't know if that translates to. Uh, Actual, you know, high level football success, but yeah, I like I like the look of Brooks. Uh, it's another thing. It's another one for me where it should, it, it, a normal club get brought to the Premier League and have had him out on loan by now. You know, maybe to a League One club and see what's going on. But yeah. he's probably going to have to stick around. It probably is, yeah, uh, yeah. But Slamani will certainly be starting in midfield. Yeah, the Fleck one's so frustrating because, uh, as I said to you before we start recording, the, the ideal is that Fleck plays zero minutes for us this season, but. <laughs> We also do need him to be the, the point of keeping him was that so that he could play minutes if we need him to and uh, yeah that one's obviously gone down the toilet. Um, Germany are out of the Women's World Cup, mate. Have you been? Uh... I've just seen. I've just seen. Yeah, unbelievable. It's been fantastic this World Cup. Some of the goals have been unbelievable. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just so incredible. I mean, Lauren James staged like a, a one-person goal of the tournament competition the other day, but. Uh, yeah, that that free kick from Panama yesterday was <laughs> absolutely sensational. Um, yes, great tournament, really enjoying it. Come on, England, play on uh, Monday, isn't it? Monday morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 Good chance to get through the next round. Right. Uh, so we're going to do predictions for this season, um, but we're going to do them slightly differently this year to try and spice it up a bit. So I'm full disclosure, as always, nicking this completely from the Around the NFL podcast, which is a podcast I listen to all the time, and I really like this where they. They do predictions for sandwiches, basically, for lunch. And we're going to do them for Greasy Chip Boys. So what we're going to do, we're going to make five predictions each. We're, each, we're going to state the prediction to the other person. And the other person has to choose whether they are for or against the prediction, whether they think it's likely to come off or whether you want to go against it and say, no chance, you're talking absolute nonsense. That is not going to happen. If you're if you go against and it comes off, then you owe the other person a chip butty at the end of the yep. season, vice versa. So we're going to do five each, and we'll see who ends up owing each other the the most chip butties at the end of the season. So we're we're kind of trying to thread the needle here between predicting something that we think will happen and something that uh, is sort of just on the border of trying to tempt the other person to say like nah you're talking nonsense yeah 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 yeah. yeah, we can't just say for instance I think we'll score a goal yeah I think (laughs) Man City will win the Premier League (laughs) yeah if I I just came out and said (laughs) in all seriousness if one of these was um, Sheffield United's get relegated you know I I doubt I doubt you'd go against me on that one would you when there's a chip butty at stake um So I'll. In fact, do you want to do you want to start? Do you want to go with the first one? I've done two negatives and two positives, me, and then one a bit of daft at the end. You uh, know, okay. so I'll start with one that I'll just ask. Do you know what? Let's keep. We've started negatively. I'll start this negatively, and we'll progress to being positive <laughs> at the end of the pod. Okay. Um, this is so negative. This, and please forgive me for this. But I, my one of my my first one is we will be doing reviews of old games before the end of the season. <laughs> Because we'd have gone down that early again, like we did in the COVID season. <laughs> so, so people don't know when the, the COVID season, um, when it was pretty obvious that we were completely down, which were after about seven games, we decided to just just do basic comments on the on the on that weekend's game, and then do a deep dive into a, an old game 
And I think we might be doing that again before the end of the season because I think we're possibly going to be relegated quite comfortably. I'll I'll go against you on this one, and obviously I have an element of control over the outcome. Yeah, I but, say, yeah, but I, I will try and be fair. And <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it'll be different this time. Like you know, we may we may end up with the same sort of points total as last time. That mm-hmm. that wouldn't shock me at all. But it's it's going to be such a different experience with with fans in grounds. It's yeah. going to be so much more easy to easy so much easier to be engaged by it and not just feel like it's a a depressing grind until the. I mean, the, the end of that season was it was symbolic for thank God the foot, the games have ended. You know, the beatings have ended. But it's <laughs> yeah, also like yeah. now we're a step closer to getting back in grounds because we knew it wasn't coming. Like you know, there was that yeah, uh, yeah, sort yeah. of. Um, there was just a few. I think it was the last fixture, wasn't it, where you had fans, a yeah, very small only, amount yeah, of fans back in ground. So it was like you know, just just get over that line. Then we've got a few months, and then all being well, it should be full stadiums again. So I, mm. um, I, I found it easy to put that on on hold, if you like my my yeah, United okay. watching experience, and just be like, I don't care about this anymore. But it's not real. It's going to become real again in a few months. So I I will go against you. I think I think we'll stay locked in, mate. Even if we're even if we're terrible, which we you know we the other the other thing is we I feel like we're setting our expectations. You and I, I won't speak for everyone, but I feel like we're setting our expectations a bit lower this time. I did not That's expect. True. I did not expect. The twenty twenty one season uh, going into it. I mean, you and I have been uh, we've been talking this week about. Uh, I think when we were setting these predictions, actually, you, you were suggesting one about whether Heckingbottom will still be the manager at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We were discussing how outlandish it would have been to suggest in the summer of twenty twenty that Chris Wilder would not be the Sheffield United manager at the end of the season. Yeah, I think you'd have gone against me there if I'd have gone for that one. <laughs> I definitely would have done. Yeah. Um, so no, I'll, I'll go against you. I think we're going to. St- I think we're going to stay locked in and engaged, regardless of what's happening. Is when we go one 0 down against Palace, I'm going to start looking for the team that beat Charlton under Clough and they think to get a head start. <laughs> I don't think we covered that game, did we? Right. Um, uh, I'm not sure which side you're going to go on with on this one. I think I think maybe this is too easy a prediction, but but let's see. Obviously, uh, Derby's record points total is getting mentioned left, right, and centre, and it will continue to get mentioned left, right, and centre right up until the moment we cross the 11 point threshold. Yes, to which would hopefully that happens. <laughs> I am predicting we get more than 11 points from home games alone this season, so at least 12 points. From our nineteen home games this season, which... I'm laughing. I mean, I'm laughing about how negative this is. Like, in a... <laughs> like I'm like, they're going. Oh, will we win three games? At home yeah, that's that's why I think this is probably too too easy. So it's like four. It's I, four... I, yeah, go on. I think? am going to go with you there. So I do. Okay. Th- I mean, one of mine's coming up in a bit, and I do think this will happen. I do think we will win enough home games because I think. I mean, the derby thing. I, I mention it quite often. It's incredible, and this is again. The, please don't click me if we do worse. But it's incredible that they won one match. All season. <laughs> we won <laughs> seven that year. We won seven that season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I am going to go in with you here. Yeah, I, th- I think this is pretty likely. To be fair, this is a, this is a, a not not the boldest prediction by me. So I, mm. I can understand why you'd you'd go ahead with that one. What uh, what have you got next? So this is my last sort of negative one. Um, I don't think any of our players will score over five goals this season. Mm. And that might sound like, well, that's been really you know, negative again. But in the season under Wilder, 
Moose and McBurney were our top goal scorer with six, and we finished yeah. ninth. So it's difficult to get like ten goals, for instance. Yeah. And with the strikers coming in, you know, you imagine our main striker. If we do buy like a uh, you know someone to replace and die if we can, or even if it's Traore or you know whoever it is, is not going to be ready made. It's going to be really difficult for him to. I think we'll probably be swapping the strikers around a lot this season, to be honest. Um, so I think, I mean, this is another one that I did think could happen, but I'm not too sure. I won't be that surprised if it's a defender or, you know, that gets our top goal scorer this season. But I don't think any player in the squad will get over five goals this season. OK, I'll, I'll go against you. I, I, I have okay. a bit more faith than that. I think, uh, I mean, what did McGoldrick got nine that season where we only scored 20? Yeah. Uh, and I don't think any of I'm basing this more on the Wilder season where we did well. Like mm. I say, it is a negative, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think that means you're going to have a terrible season. If I had said to you at the beginning of that Wilder season, our top goal scorer was going to get six goals, you'd have thought, we're probably going down here. And we finished yeah. ninth and probably should have got in Europe And you know, if it went for COVID. Yeah, it's, it's probably my initial reaction to that is like, ah, oh, someone's easily going to score. You know, someone will get six goals, but it's, it is harder than you know I initially thought. I guess just... Yeah, I figure someone will get a couple of we'll get a couple of penalties because you know VAR will pick up on everything. There'll be some. That's not a positive, mate. After last season, <laughs> after last season, <laughs> Benny Traore is a, a, oh, a penalty is machine, it. isn't he? So uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I really, I think I said this before, but I, I do think if if McBurney's fit enough to play like I don't know eighty percent of the games or something, mm-hmm. I, I could see him getting seven, eight goals, potentially up to double figures. So. um <laughs> Because he is the main man. He's like basically the only man left standing at this point. Um, yeah, well, so he's I, not standing, is well, he? Not standing, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he might be fit for Palace. Yeah, yeah. He played one friendly and then missed the entirety of pre-season with an injury. Yeah, did. yeah. Um, I'll go against you on that one. Uh, yeah. I've got a goals-based one. Um, Sheffield United will have more league wins this season than league goals scored by Billy Sharp. Ooh, now Billy Sharp is currently out of out of work. He doesn't have a club. We don't know which league he's going to end in. We might even retire. In which case, United only need to score one win this season to surpass Sharp's league goal tally. Yeah, However, <laughs> say again, sorry. I said that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's pretty feasible that he could get picked up. But it, I, I guess it comes down to where do you think Sharp will be playing his football this, this is season? Because if he's in the so... championship, which I don't think is unlikely, I could see a Rotherham or someone picking him up or a newly promoted side. Then does he get does he get seven goals? Does he get that many? You know, or does he get ten and completely, you know, smash even our wildest expectations for Sheffield United season? But yeah, there you go. I, I'm saying United win more league games than Billy Sharp scores league goals this season. I'm going to go with you again here because Ooh. I think the fact he's not been signed up yet suggests that whenever he does get signed by someone, he's not going to immediately be going straight into the first team. Mm. So I think he might not get going. And obviously with his age, he's not going to be playing that many games. I'm with you again there, Ben, I'm afraid. I'm, I, I'm hoping you're going to come up with some stuff soon that I can uh, take a gamble <laughs> at. But I do think... I think I th- obviously, we're not, we're not sure. If he ends up in non-league, then yeah, you know, we've both lost here. But... I think the fact if we, if he had a club now and I could have sort of you know if you're in League Two and he'd be already being signed at Bradford or something I'd have gone against you but the fact he's not got a club yet I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with you. That's that's why I set it like that. But fair enough. All right, what's your next one? I don't know if this is a a, a ball take at all, but maybe it is. Especially you know as soon as we've been really downbeat about it, United will beat a top six team at the lane this season and it's gonna go down as a classic night. 
How are you defining so top, a top six team for this, a team that finished yeah. top six last season? No, no, no. What I've got, I've got the the what I class as the big six and uh, Roy's sorry, big six. Yeah, sorry, Tottenham fans, it doesn't include you because <laughs> oh, right. you were awful last season. Um, I don't know, Chelsea, but anyway. I've got Man United, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Newcastle, and I've gone Chelsea as the other one, just purely because under Pochettino, I expect him to be a better. I think Tottenham at best are probably going to have a transitional season. Mm. So I, I think that will be the top six. So one of those six, we are going to beat at Bramall Lane. Right, well, we're not going to beat City or Liverpool. I'm pretty adamant on that. Um, so that just leaves what? Man United, Chelsea and Newcastle. Yeah. Who's the other one? I've missed one. Arsenal. 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 Oh, man. I, I, sort of, I sort of fancy that, you know. Um, and I didn't, I didn't mention this earlier. I meant to when I was doing my sort of like let's just uh, lift our spirits a little bit before we move on. But like, you know, the the, the cliche about thirty eight cup finals. I think that really does apply to us this season. You know, and yeah. we have to hope that we can cause seven <laughs> or eight cup upsets. Yeah, um, which I absolutely think we can do. I don't think there's you yeah, know, yeah. I don't think there's any reason to think that's not possible at all. It's just going to be really. Do you know hard. what? Just on this subject, someone. Uh, mentioned something like I think it was a, it were a neutral said Sheffield United are making the light, uh, the worst attempt at staying up since Blackpool did when they came up because they barely spent anything mm. Blackpool very nearly stayed up they went down the last day they so, did didn't they yeah I was going to say yeah. I thought they survived actually but yeah it was yeah, literally that, the last day wasn't it yeah. and they were mid-table at one point so it mm. can you know I, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now but I, I'm pretty sure worse teams than us will have stayed up yeah well I like, I like that one I'm, I'm going to go I'm going to go with yeah. you on that one yeah, yep. I like that. Um, John Egan, you probably guess where I'm going with this, to score at least two headed goals in the league this season. So he scored one header last season and he scored two the year before, uh, both in the same half of the same game against Hull. It's an ask because <laughs> Egan's a triangle edit, goes everywhere. Yeah. But uh, and we, we've lost, um, you know, we just lost our uh, best set piece taker, I think, in um, in Doyle. Um, so God knows who's going to be taking set pieces this season. You know, Ben. I Osborne think we're taking them in the in the oh, friendly. Okay. I didn't see the derby friendly, but um, I was yeah, say, we, saw, we saw Ben Osborne take them at Rotherham, which is uh... these were funny. This that or Rotherham because these corners were awful, but they created chances in every one of them. It was just like bizarre. It's almost like the defenders think, that's doing nothing, I'll leave that for it. Oh, my God, they've got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those were his first touches of the ball, actually, those corners, weren't they? But, um, yeah. Yeah, to, to score at least two headed goals in the league this season, I'm, yeah, I think set pieces are going to be really important for United, yeah. uh, and it feels like an area where we can have a bit of an edge, because I I think I said this before, yeah. but we have quite a physical team, you know, that can cause some, yeah. some problems from set pieces, and I'm going to go with... Egan to score at least two headers in the league this season. I'm going to take a gamble and go against you. I don't I think that's a gamble. It, it, I it, wouldn't... Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored two goals. Two headers I'm not sure about with his, mm-hmm. obviously, booth on hair and his, <laughs> you know, his, his square head or whatever. Uh, whatever it is. I don't even know what shape it is with some, with the way the ball goes. But uh, I think... Um, my, I think Trusty and uh, Armand Odzic are going to be the ones we try and pinpoint to, to score off corners. Mm. I think Egan might be there as like a nuisance figure because obviously, as you mentioned, Trusty got five, I think, last season and L6. Mm. I think we are gonna we might have him there as a nuisance figure, but the, the goal threat, if you like, is going to come from the other two. So I'll go against you. Fair enough. And uh, I think we use Egan a lot for the sort of header back across, don't that's we? That's it. That's what I mean, yeah. He's got a bit more margin for error when he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I think he'll be there as the, like I say, like almost like the Nimmer McBurney is the nuisance figure, and then 
Yeah, you know, yeah. giving it to our defenders to finish, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what's your next one? This is um, I might, I might treat it a little bit here because these three players, one of the three players, could this could happen to Jebison, Traore, or Asula by the end of the season will have done well enough this season to either we either sell them for a big move, and by a big move I mean over ten million, or they're going to become almost like the Indy figure for next season and, and that right they're in he's starting he's our main striker so the, I know there's a lot going on in this one but basically one of these three players are going to be is going to become like a 10 million rated player mm, so what do you say Jefferson Asula and Traore yeah one of those three yeah I'd, I'm, I'm I'd go with you on that one I, I don't yeah. I'm um, I, I think it's mental to write off Jefferson at nineteen, like how, how many, how many good nineteen-year-olds are there in the like strikers in the in the top two leagues? There's hardly any. You know, is it good as in ones that are like absolutely tearing it up? Just like mm. this know, is the thing five. as well. Like, I think if they'd have been on loan last season, they'd have got more goals, uh, Solar and, and Jebison, and you'd be so much more optimistic about them. Yeah, I th- I think by the end of the season, both of those have new contracts and. I think Jefferson will have played our role in the Premier League, and we're. I'm about to say this, what, what, because my other thing is, if they don't go anywhere, they're going to be sort of the main man. One of these three is going to be next season, right? That's sort of our and die figure. That's the one that we need to keep hold of. Mm. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd, I'd go with you, and that's, mm. you know, to be honest, if you just said Jefferson and Asula, I think I'd probably go with you. Yeah, the way is paved for. Well, I think it'd be negligent if we're not in that situation at the end of the season where we know what both of those players are, given the yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the paucity of our forward options at this point. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm for I'm I'm with you on that one. I think at least one of those will be seen as a key player, or indeed linked with a big move. Yeah, it could yeah could very well be um, Jebison. We we tie him down to a contract, but we go down and somebody says no, we'll we'll take him off your hands. Thanks very much. Mm. Is uh, yeah, it's fifteen million or whatever. Sorry, yeah. Eggy. Eggy's listening to this, chucking his yeah, he's not fan, is Jose Mourinho headphone tear off. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, uh, this is uh, this is silly, but I definitely wanted to have one in that involved this particular uh, creature, a pigeon, to make right. physical contact with a player or the ball during a match at Bramall Lane this season wow. in in the Premier League. So this needs to be at least verified by witnesses, as in other people in the ground that saw it happen, or camera evidence. What do you think? I'm going against this. I think it's insane. <laughs> I wanted to make sure you'd have at least one that you're against. Me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is mad. I think this, this is like, I mean... Who's not going to root for I mean, this, I, though? I'll tell you what, they're quite brave creatures, pigeons. I've walked around uh, many a, a train station in London where they just don't get out of your way. But I think... I mean, You've got a big man running towards them, booting a ball. They're going to get out of the way. They're not going to well, get. But involved. they might get out of the way into the way of another big man. Uh, I'm against you. I I think, yeah, I don't want to talk you out of going against yeah. me. I just, <laughs> I just want you to understand my logic. I get. Yeah, it's very creative. I'll give you that. But um, yeah, I'm against. I'm against. Okay, that's fine. Because if we have a terrible season this year, at least I can watch what those pigeons are up to and be be rooting for some physical contact. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. I, I like that. You're just going, oh, everyone's like, what's he doing? Like, yeah, that, he just, touched him. He definitely him. touched him. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, it seems unlike, I don't know, I find it sort of baffling that no no pigeon has like copped a clearance yet, you know, a hit or a, or a shot. 
See my yeah. Bernie like slicing one or something. And, we're going to uh... need them pigeons next year. We're going to need them because <laughs> they were great luck for us last. I mean, obviously, I think the last, I think they, they, they weren't there against Luton because it was too cold for them. And I don't mm, think obviously they weren't there happened. against uh, Middlesbrough. It was too late for them. They're all in bed. So we needed uh, <laughs> we need them there this season, definitely. I don't think there were that many night games this season. Mm. Uh, maybe a few Sunday afternoons or Saturday afternoons, so it could be perfect time for himself. That's true. You know, bring on the pigeons. Yeah, well, of course, the uh, the cat amongst the pigeons, if you will, is uh, we don't know if United have taken steps to reduce pigeon presence during the off-season. So. Well, no, they hadn't. And certainly from my point of view, otherwise I certainly will owe you a chip, buddy. That but, yeah. will get me my bit, Prince. Get that asked, Hal, on, on, <laughs> on your thing. Or you keep the pigeons. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be I'm gonna be trying to smuggle some like bird feed in every yeah, every home yeah, match yeah, and just yeah. sprinkling it around the goal now. <laughs> <laughs> What's, uh, I think that's four each. What's your last one? My last one is one of our fans this season is going to go viral to the point okay. of... You know, I'm talking every single account's going to be sharing it. You know, Paddy Power, 40 clue, Accumulator, whatever they are. <laughs> anyway, they're all Joe, whatever. They're all going to be sharing it. I don't know what it'll be. I don't know if it's going to be one of our YouTubers or... I mean, we can't do it. I mean, you can't get your back... Well, you can get your backside out if you want, if you want to win, but it won't count. If you were thinking of, oh, this could get me some points, I'm just going to strip naked <laughs> for a chip game. Free yes. How I, much I would... What would you yeah. do for a chip buddy? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be Johnny trying to get into the director's box because he's furious oh, with, with how the like season's that. going or... If it's going to be England Nick running onto the pitch swinging his shirt about when we when we stay, I don't know what it's, it doesn't have to be someone who's got a channel. It could be anyone. A bit like the, do you know the guy against Brentford where he kicked the ball, he tried to kick the ball back and went flying and, and fell back on his backside. Yeah. Bit yeah. like that. Something like that's going to happen. And because I don't think we've had it in the last couple of seasons, like in terms of that. Oh. So. Or something's going to happen. It could be a rant from someone, a bit like the, uh, this is what we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get something like that going on this season. I'm going to go with you on this one because I like but, this one. I, like, I, want, I want to root for this one. Um, yeah. What was I just thinking? Yeah, isn't the, um, you know that meme, the, the feel like pure, just want whatever. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Isn't that a United fan? Like, I'm sure I read that the other day. I don't know. I don't know that, to be honest. I'm not sure. Let's see if we can look Because there is a helpful website called uh, Know Your Meme for Mm. Old people like me to try and work out what the cultural relevance of something is. What was it feel feel like? You know, feel like pure crap. Just want whatever yeah. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It doesn't mention Sheffield United after all. I don't know why. Yeah. Why I thought that was that. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Get it board. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my last one, uh, and I've, I've saved a, a slightly gloomy one for last actually, which I've, I wish I hadn't done, but here we are. Sheffield United are still owned by Prince Abdullah by the end of this season. So by full, yeah, I had this on mine, but I got rid of it. (laughs) Yeah, so by by full time of the last game, we are still under sole ownership. I'll I'll soften it a bit. Well, not soften it. I'll I'll, uh, constrict it a bit by that. Still wholly owned by Prince Abdullah by the time the full time whistle blows against Spurs in our final game of the season. What do you think? Because you've done this as a sort of a, what I think most people class as a negative, I'm going to go against you, and we're going to end on a positive. How's about that? Please, yep, love yeah. it, love it. So I don't, I don't want this to happen. I just, yeah. I'm concerned that it is going to happen because, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of chat. Where, you know, the two people we've tried to sell us to, one's in jail, the other one's disappeared <laughs> after not being able to satisfy uh, <laughs> EFL requirements. 
Um, nothing else is happening. You know, this is a person who is trying actively and openly to sell the club, which does make you wonder if how much he's really trying to sell the club. Like, you know, is, yeah. the, is the plan just to keep banking lots of deposits from the spurious buyers? Yeah. Um, and to I'm not, I'm not confident, but I'm going to go against you because yeah. I, I'm going to be positive. This is the most positive thing you'll hear on the podcast this season. I think, yeah, I think we will. We'll sell. We'll sell. We should, we should where... sell. We should sell. Should Come sell. On. I should if be wrong. Sell now, I don't know when he's going to sell. So, Yeah. Well, I know exactly. I guess my concern is... The value of the club is probably at its peak right now. It's a lot higher than it was the last two years, and it's probably higher than it would be uh, will be in twelve months when you know yeah. when we when we're likely back in the championship. Um, we've just I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose I suppose clearing the clearing the debts makes it more sellable. I guess you know not having yeah. um, not having loads of players under big contracts or anything. So. No. Uh, yeah, but um, I hope I hope I lose a chip boy on this, mate. Because um, yeah, that would theoretically, as long as the new owner isn't mental or have even less money, which is never a guarantee in football. No. Um, yeah, I hope I hope that I, I'm owing you a chip boy on this one. Um, yeah, right. Well, that was fun. So uh, let me just recap recap what we got. So I've got uh, we get more than eleven points just from home games this season, and you've gone with me on that. Uh, United to have more league wins than league goals scored by Billy Sharp. You've gone with me on that. John Egan score at least two headed goals in the league. You've gone against me. A pigeon to make physical contact with a player or a ball during a match or the ball during a match at Bramall Lane. You've gone against me. And United to still be under sole ownership by Prince Abdullah by the end of the season. You've gone against me as well. Do you mind just recapping yours? And I can I can remember what yeah. I said for against if not. So I said we were going to be doing uh, old game reviews <laughs> before the end of the season. <laughs> And you yeah. went against me. Mm-hmm. Um, you went uh, against players to sc- a player to score over five goals this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you went with me to say we we're going to beat a top six team at the lane. You went with me to say one of Jebison Triore or Asulo is going to be worth around ten million and be the you know the the, the, the bright young hope of next season. Um, and you were with me for one of our fans going viral. So you've got two nails and three yeses. Yeah, uh, you've got three yeses and two nos, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll obviously uh, we'll we'll sort the balance out in triple point, mate, because they do a mighty fine chip <laughs> body. And uh, at the end of the season, probably think you get paid from these. We always mention them, but because <laughs> I really like it, I've been going there for yeah. years. It's one of my favourite. It's, it's it's definitely my uh, pre-match venue of choice. Obviously, yes. love their beers. I like having a bit of a. Uh, I guess this is a bit where I've softened in my, my old age, but also my dad likes to have a sit down. So I appreciate having a bit, <laughs> a bit of space. You don't have to queue that long for a pint. And they do good food as well. So And it's obviously yeah. close to the cop, which is very nice. Um, right, mate. Well, we're going to wrap there because obviously uh, we've got other stuff to be doing. Um, do you want to plug, plug your stuff? You've got uh, Austin Trustee View from Just Published? Just Published it. Just Published it mm-hmm. as we were talking. Uh, very, very positive um, for Austin Trustee. Um, yeah, so check that out, RoyViewFrom.com, and I'll be... Uh, um, I'm going to do like a media view from the media, uh, what I did last time, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if, I, if it's too depressing, but we'll oh, see. Like pre season views on the Blades. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It might, yeah, might yeah, galvanise the fan base. Alex Crooks, who were on Talk Sports, saying these these have got no chance to stay up. And your initial reaction is like, what's it? Then you, and then obviously I'm on here saying exactly the same. So, <laughs> yeah, I can't criticise it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
how dare you nick all my lines, Alex? Yeah. Crook. Um, yeah, you should look into that. I'll, I'll fire us up, mate. Get, you know, I'll, get I'll probably, I will probably do it next week. Yeah. Get it on the dressing room wall. Um, I've just got one thing to plug. Uh, I think um, my the second part of my 101 best Blades players from the last yeah. 25 years uh, was published on the Pinch at the start of this week. I think it was Monday. Um, so that was counting down from 60 to 21. I think. Great timing, obviously. It comes out on the day that Jai has basically confirmed to be leaving United. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't even written about him yet because he, spoiler alert, does make the top 20. Um, yeah, I poured far too much time and too many words into that. So, uh, yeah, find it on the pinch and you know, make yourself a cup of coffee and sit down and scroll through it. Cause, uh, yeah, to be honest, I've not read it yet. I've, I've got it on my uh, save thing. I've just not got around to reading stuff. So there's another article that you sent me as well that I need to read as well about... Um... Possible replacements for Indai. Mm, yeah, that was a good read as well. Let me uh, yeah. let me plug that appropriately. Yeah, so um, yeah, so there's quite a few things that I need to, to get through before the the season gets underway. Yeah, what was that? It was uh, his name was Riley, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's on my yeah. Just, just search my Twitter is probably easiest. I've retweeted it. Um, so look on Blaze Pod, and it is finding the next element, analyzing who could replace our star boy, and it's uh, yeah, it's good good. Stats based, nuanced read. I enjoyed it a lot. So, uh, mm. yeah, cheers for that, Riley. Go and go and check that one out, right, mate? Oh, uh, say as well, are we mid table in the Premier League podcast awards or whatever it is? Yeah, that was that was quite nice. Yeah, where was that? Let me see. I feel like I've yeah, that now. Uh, yes, I had an email from uh, Spotify the other day, and the Blades are yeah eleventh for top clubs for fan podcast consumption. I'm not totally sure how they're defining that, but. Plus above Man City and Wolves. I mean, Man City's the headline there, obviously, uh, yeah, yeah. in 11th place. So that's that's quite nice. Um, yeah, so go go Blades podcast content on Spotify. Yes, let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Every, everything you wanted to say, all sorted? Oh, we've got to make the pod out as well, actually. Yeah, Bernard Manning. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all you need to know. Bernard Manning. Yeah. It's a documentary about Bernard Manning. And we'll be back on, uh, I think, we'll probably Monday uh, with You Bet. Nice, looking forward to it. Uh you're gonna Stuttgart the friendly on uh, Saturday. And then uh Abidale Road, a bit of festival, I think, after that. Yes. And then um yeah, that's our last friendly, right? Everybody yeah, that it. and then it all kicks off and we're all ready to go. It does. Of course the, <laughs> the EFL season starts tomorrow, of course. Wednesday play, I think, don't they? Uh yeah, tonight uh, yeah, Friday night, yeah. yeah. Friday night they're on, yeah. It's all happening. Right, mate. Well, thank you very much for your time and for the catharsis of discussing uh, Jai's departure. We probably just shouldn't mention his name again for the rest of the season, I think. Not that I've got anything against him. It's just it brings me down just thinking about him. Yeah. So hopefully we can leave that behind us now and focus on the players who are still at the club. And, uh, yeah, I hope, hope they bring us bring us plenty of enjoyment across this season. Right, mate. Uh, yeah, we'll finish there. Thanks for your time. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot, mate. See you later.